0: Welcome to the Superhero Lifestyle Show, where myself, Steven Summers, and my business partner, Robert Ricky sit down every single week and talk about how to grow a hyper-successful business online selling simple, everyday products. We cover everything from mindset to money to making more sales and everything in between. So whether you're just starting out, or you're a much more experienced online veteran, there is something for you every single week in the show. We really hope you enjoy it. Let's get right to it. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. It is something I'm very excited to do is welcome Mr. Robert Ricky. Robert, how you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing very well, Steve. I'm actually excited to be chatting, you know, on, on this episode of the show. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, been looking forward to
0: it for a while. We're trying to be really smart and make sure we don't mention show episode numbers and stuff in case (laughs) this is a disaster. But, uh, Anyway, I'm not going to mention the episode number because I'm going to still be a pro, but here we are, and this is something people have asked us to do uh, for a long time, so it's sounding a lot like episode one now, but anyway, whatever. Uh, A lot of people have asked us to do this uh, because they want to hear our take on certain things, and obviously in our podcast, we have a lot of stuff that is produced during the week, but this is a special episode that only comes out weekly, so this is what you've all been waiting for, Robert. This is the moment right now.
1: Absolutely, this is episode fourteen. Uh, thank you very much for joining <laughs> us all. Uh, but yeah, you know, like so many people have have spoke to us. You know, people who we've uh, been close to, or people that maybe not so close to. But everybody wants to kind of hear hear what goes on inside the the grey matter. You know, what's clinking, what's clinking around in the brains of Stephen and Robert. Yeah. And you know, I think it's that thing as well. I always sort of put it down. I say, look, we honestly, like, we are two very humble guys uh, from from the island of Ireland to the opposite sides of the island of Ireland, and it's always it always kind of mesmerizes me that people would want to hear uh, what goes on inside our brains, Uh, but it's simply because of the the history that we've been through the success that we that we've built in many different areas of business and i mm-hmm. i do i do get it but it is still always very humbling as well steve
0: yeah well the numbers don't lie at the end of the day you know we've uh, we've generated a lot of business and even now i was actually just calculating today you know if all things remained equal on some of the days we've had like i was looking at and i think across the board we're at like approaching seven and a half million dollars a year or something like that you know yep. things remain unequal, equal of course and not every day does but you know that's kind of like we're, we're heading towards that eight figure place and it's been interesting because of late like i've learned a lot of lessons from you actually lately which have been great reminders to me of like you know i've learned a lot over this this time and i'm good at certain things uh, a limited number but certain things the same for yourself but, I mean, I, I feel for me it's just been good to learn stuff from you again. And one of the reminders you gave me lately was even though we're marching towards that kind of eight-figure place, at the end of the day – that's not really the point of what we're doing. And it's been a great reminder to go back and look at like, why, why would, why did we get into business in the first place? And one of those things for me and for, and of course I mean, you can speak for yourself, but it's always been number one. I love, I enjoy spending time with, with you as my business partner and also somebody I just like hanging out with and doing stuff with. And I think as well, it's been a good reminder of like enjoying the lifestyle again of what we are creating. And I think the belief that I've been working on is that belief of like, yes, it's possible to have a very big successful business from a a revenue standpoint and also have a really good lifestyle where you're not killing yourself, you know? And so that was just a reminder you gave me recently. And I think it's an important one.
1: Yeah, and I think you know. sort of whenever you look back, you know you're talking about marching towards eight figures there, and you know, sometime I, I don't even. It's it almost is like you don't even look at it now. It it continues to to march towards that. But you know, I sort of look back and go, I remember marching towards seven figures. Yeah, yeah you know, back back in the day, and like that was that was very exciting. And but even at that, the the number wouldn't have made it great if it hadn't have been a bit of fun and it hadn't been enjoyable doing it. Um, you know, while you can attribute, you know, certainly one part of it is looking at the graph in the morning and saying, what did yesterday look like? Looking at the graph mm-hmm. on the on the first of the month and saying, what did last month look like? That is an enjoyable part of it. And seeing you know, what were my sales volumes yesterday? What were the values? All of this uh, different great stuff. But if you dread going in at nine o'clock in the morning or going to your, your back office or your computer on the sofa, whatever it is, or coffee shop, Mm. if you dread doing that, well, there's no, there's no point in even playing the game. Whereas I think whenever you're getting involved in your own business, I mean, this is, this is one thing that I think is so, so true and so many people just completely gloss over it. It's like, you've got to enjoy being the guy or the gal who opens up, you know, it's like, because, you don't have the boss standing there tapping his watch at you as you're coming in at five past nine. How dare you? Or, you know, handing you the the list of things that you've got to do. You set that, you know, it's like you set the time that, that you come in and some people are different as well, Steve, you know, some people want yeah. to start at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's cool. If that's your, if that's your bugs, that's your bag. Great. Or if you're a 10 o'clock kind of guy, that's cool too. As long as you get your stuff done and it's your stuff; it's not somebody setting it for you. Yeah. That once that becomes part of your day, your week, your month, then you're really starting to win. And whenever you've got that, and you've got that real verve behind you, the numbers will actually just come as a, as
0: as default on that. Yeah, that and that is true. Actually, I, I I've definitely seen that. And even today, you know, I actually for some reason I could not sleep this morning. I was like five a.m. and I woke up and. Um, and I just could not sleep. And I just thought, you know, what I would have done in the past, whenever I, you know, really was pushing myself and, you know, hustling all the time and stuff like that, which I have done from time to time in, in my career, but what I did this morning, which was really cool was I was like, I'm going to play, uh, Grand Theft Auto <laughs> this morning, <laughs> uh, for a while. And I did, I just put on my headphones downstairs, put on the game and it was great, you know, just chilled. And I was looking outside, yeah. it was a beautiful morning and, you know, that was and that's like the thing. Like that's why we're here. We're here so we can play Grand Theft Auto at six in the morning or five in the morning if we can't sleep. We're here if we want to buy, you know, like you would do, uh, <laughs> you know, some some runners, trainers, sneakers with your initials on them or whatever, right? Uh, yep. That's why we're here. Like, and, and it's not just about buying things, but equally, it's like they're I recently kinda, got a, I recently got a per bespokely designed. Not that that was required, but I did because I wanted to. You wanted to and you can. And I think they're inherently the two things that we're about, right? I want to do something and I can do something. So with that said, you know, something that I see then a lot of times in our community, we've kind of given the picture of where maybe people want to go, where we are right now. And we're talking about that from just what's happening. But then there's some people are going, look, guys, I know it's going to take me time but i've got all this crap in my head all this baggage and stopping me from getting my first products in place or whatever getting money to to put the money down i have too much fear what would you say to somebody like that that how can you get beyond all of these fears like what how do you become somewhat fearless you know
1: yeah and i think you know i mean the the obvious answer that people don't want to hear is and I'll go into it a little bit more in depth, obviously, like, but you know, the first thing is the top line, right this now, is like you've just got to go and do it. Right. It doesn't it doesn't really matter what you feel or what you think or what mommy says or oh what this, that, and the other. You just gotta go and do it. And the the reason that you just got to go and do it, whatever it takes, is because that's what you've already said, right? You've already said that you want this. Right, It's like if you want something and you want it that bad, and do ask yourself the question, it's like, do you want it that bad? Or is this some form of a pipe dream or a dream or all these words that people use? And I really don't like it whenever they use these words because we're immediately at the very start setting out something that... And we're, we're constructing it. We're labeling it in the wrong way. You know, people will turn around and say, Oh, it's a dream of mine to have to have freedom from my nine to five job. A dream. I mean, a dream is what you have during the evening, Steve. And I was actually going to say five a.m. Yeah. That is—that's one hour before the middle of the night to me. Right? I'm not—I'm not a morning person like uh, like yourself. You get me up yeah. at five o'clock uh, a.m. and there'll be there'll be something other than Grand Theft Auto. I'll probably be starring <laughs> in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, it's that thing of really saying to yourself, "Do I really want this?" Right? Because then you will you will have this different sort of epiphany of, right, well, if I really want this, I'm going to do every single thing in my power and a little bit more to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And whether that is, you know, some people, as we're talking about here today, some people can get up an hour earlier before they go to work or before they have to to get ready to go to work or whatever it is they do. Uh, Other people who are, this would be myself, um, would be, is there something that I can do in the evening? Uh, I can burn the candle a little bit longer in the evenings. I'm not. I'm not as good in the mornings. And other people are. Everybody's different. Yep. Um. Some people are more morning. Do it then. Some people they get a bit of a second wind after they get their their dinner into them, and they can ply on through the the evening. Or even some people who may be on shift work and different things, they can do it during the afternoon or in, yeah. in between different things. You've got to set it down and you have got to put it into your either your real calendar or the calendar inside your brain is that I'm going to do this then. And it's going to get done come come hell or or high water. And then taking that sort of time, then the next excuse will come is that I don't have the money. Right. Now this is a, this is a big one. Right. And whenever people start talking about, I don't have the money, that, that sort of conjures something for me. It's like, People are expecting that the only way that you can start a business and the only way that you can start to have what you say that you want is if you already have the money there. Now, that's illogical. That's a bit of a paradox because if you already had it, then you know why would you have needed to do it? So this, this thing where not having the money, this actually comes up regularly. And again, I go back to saying you're going to have to find it. You're going to have to create it, whether that is going and looking down the back of the sofa, whether it is going to your mum or dad or your, your great aunt, uh, I was going to say great aunt Jimmy, but <laughs> um, great uncle Jimmy, uh, or to a bank or even if it's something smaller to to a credit card or the likes of what we've been talking about, hustling. You know, go and, go and get something that you can do or something that you can leverage somebody else to do broker to get that to get those funds and bootstrap your business or put it into a ghetto style thing i mean at the end of the day steve i mean i did actually start my first business with as we would say in ireland a lock a hundred quid uh which is you know uh maybe less than a thousand pounds sterling you know about 1200 uh us dollars um, and is is that possible now yes a hundred percent it is it just takes time but what I didn't do was I didn't put twelve hundred dollars down and say that's me invested now now it's the business's turn to pay me back every single month yeah I had to go back to the well to get it some more money because it needed capital to start off with it needed Mm -hmm. products which they were back in the day yeah and you know you had to you had to go. You had to hustle. You had to use that money wisely. You had to turn that twelve hundred dollars into fifteen, sixteen, and go back again, while still finding some more. You did exactly the same. You went and got a part-time job.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and other side hustles too. You know, um, I, yeah, I, I love. I like what you said. A couple of things I want to pick up on. you you covered a lot of ground there. The first thing I liked is that you were saying how it's the language people are using is it automatically saying it's not gonna work out. So you were talking about how people say it's a dream. So if it's a dream, that it automatically means pretty much that it's likely not gonna come true because it's just a dream, right? And the second thing you were talking about was people saying that they don't have money. But as we all know, like you gotta flip that stuff on its head and you gotta start saying, well, not I don't have money. Like, like you also said, if this is a burning desire that's so important to you, you will do whatever it takes to make it work, then the excuse of, well, I don't have money, that's just not even gonna come into your mind because you will immediately be saying, how, how do I get money to, to, put money into this business, to get products. Like that's the real question you're asking yourself. And so it's a much more constructive question. And I think the point of what you said there is when I turn everything on its head and change the language. So instead of it being a dream, it is an intention of mine. I intend it. So how different would your life be if like you weren't dreaming and you were intending every day? That's number one, I would say. Then instead of saying like, Oh, I don't have money. How can I, how can I make more money? How can I get money? Who can I speak to about getting money is the thing. And that's the other thing. It's a real practical thing that you shared with me whenever I started with you and was kind of going for a while. It was like, as you kind of said, like sometimes you just got to go to the bank. And the thing about it is that, you know, a lot of people will not want to say you should get a loan because loans are like, I suppose, considered like bad and all the rest. But at the end of the day, that's what I had to do. I went down when we were going and started trading pretty well. And we had to get a, a an overdraft of 25,000 pounds at the time. And that was to continue to trade. Now, do I think you should put everything as a loan starting out? No, uh, because I don't think you need to. You can start the business, Rob. I'm sure you, you agree to it, to a degree, but you can start this business like by hustling some money out, doing a doing a second job even and just putting all that money back in even with kids cuz you've had children longer than I've had children so like what's your opinion on when people say well I've got kids I've got a job I just don't have the time like what's your real opinion on that that the thing that people say
1: I think this thing of like you know I've got kids I've got commitments I've got family that should make it all the more point right because if you're sort of saying that you want it for yourself, well, what do you want for them? You know, as a, as a parent, and as the vast majority of parents out there, and Steve, you know, you've been welcomed to the club um, as a as a parent, yeah. which which is fantastic. Um, you know, you're in the you're in the easy stage at the moment. <laughs> but it's you know, and it gets as people say, oh, it gets easier. No, it doesn't. It gets harder. But the um not the, not not the you year and Danny's bubble around, like <laughs> but it's this thing of like that. That was another part of my driving force. It's like yeah. I've got kids; they need they need to eat, right? So uh, they need roof over their heads. They need to you know to have their school uniforms. They need to have their school books, and I have this burning desire that I don't want them not to have something, right? Or yeah, um, and it's you know you can as as a, as a wise woman once said, we all live in a material world. Um, I think it was Madonna, but. We do. You know, there is definite things that we want to provide. You know, you want your kids to have, you know, the, the, the trainers and this, that and the other or whatever it is. And I'm not saying that every single thing revolves around materialist, materialistic things. But it's like you don't want them to go without, right? You don't want them not to have something that would, would uh, sort of increase their, you know, their living, their their childhood especially. Because you only get one go at that. You know, I think in, in adult life, we get a lot of different goals. Uh, whereas, you know, your your childhood, you only get one go and, and you look back at it. So I think that thing, you know, about, you know, my like kids and family, that should be more of a driving force. So whenever you're maybe feeling a little bit low and a little bit mopey and a little bit sorry for yourself, you should, you know, have a picture of your kids or get your kids into your into your brain and say, I've got to bust through that. You feeling a wee bit tired? boo Get on no with am. it. Get yeah. going. You know, if... If something's lacking in terms of the cash flow, look at the kids, look at your family and turn around and say, I got to make it happen. I don't care where it comes from, this, that, and the other. As you said, Steve, you know, like 25,000 that we went down, I'm not saying to anybody go get a loan for 25,000. We got a loan for 25,000 because we had data on products. And we said, look, if we had more of these products, we could sell more. So it wasn't even, it wasn't even a decision that, you know, it was basically to send to the bank, give us the money or else, or we'll go somewhere else and get it. Um, because we needed to to bring in more units of these items in order to to sell more. And people can do that with a, with a lower amount of money because that's what, where that came from was whenever I put down like the $1,200. Because then we get a data on a product and we should then start saying, well look, why am I using my own money to sell something that I know it sells? Yeah. That's whenever you can start to leverage different things and maybe that's hard to understand. And do you know what? See, whenever something's hard to understand, reach out to somebody. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's the whole idea of, you know, people listening to hear. here. And reach out to your mentors. Reach out to people who have been down that road before. And I see this happening all the time. You know, whenever we talk about stuff, Steve, that, you know, people sort of get into their head and they think, oh, well, why are they suggesting that, that I do this odd thing? Because we did it. We made the mistake and then have to correct it and find a a structure and a solution to it. So why not avoid the mistake by speaking with ourselves? We can tell you the solution and you don't have to make that mistake.
0: Yeah, I mean, so much in that, like there really is. And I would say there's so many things we did and it helped us get to where we are that almost in a way we've been afraid to like, you know, afraid to sort of say, well, this is why, you know, we did, this is why you could look at doing, because sometimes it's almost expected that you just don't put money into a business or something like that. And I think that just comes from the kind of nonsense that's on the internet. And it's what I learned a lot was like the practicality behind what we do, the practicality of the numbers, the practicality of the profit and the real, real world numbers. And I think what happens is that a lot of things get lost in the internet marketing world in verticamas, where it's all going on about the promise and how much money you're going to make and all that kind of stuff. And what's really just totally forgotten about is the fact that it it really is so practical. It all comes down to numbers and profitability and stuff like that. And we've seen it like a lot of these people who are so-called experts, like you look at their numbers and they're they're crap because they don't know what they're talking about. And so, uh, for for me anyway, it's it's as simple as this: like you've got a burning desire to get that result, no matter what. If you want to get that business operational, you've got to put money into it. That's just how it is. And then you know, if someone comes along and says, "Oh, you're putting money into that," be proud of saying, "Yeah," because you're putting money into a real business. And if you are listening today and you think that there's another business out there that takes no work, takes no money, takes no effort whatsoever in your part, and you're just going to rain down money, well, it's most likely an actual scam. Because <laughs> I've never seen a business like that, and I don't think you have either, Robert.
1: No, and I sort of always, I can kind of use this sort of weird example as well of like, have you ever seen a heavyweight champion boxer or a a world champion boxer who's never taken a punch to the face before? Like it just doesn't exist. And, you know, people will say, you know, the likes of one that's recently retired is is Mayweather. And I'm not a a massive Mayweather fan or anything, but you know what? At the end of Mayweather's career and sort of towards the middle of it, he didn't get hit, right? That was his, that was his forte. Nobody could hit Mayweather, but, That didn't happen at the start. Whenever he was a 15, 16, 17 year old old, uh, apprentice, he had to go into the ring and take punches to the face to learn how people punched, so that in a number of years later, he learned how to avoid the punch. And if you don't get hit in boxing and you can hit, you're going to win a hell of a lot more than if you get hit quite a lot, I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. And using these sorts of examples in your own head, or you know, the jockey who who rides the winner in the Grand National or the or the Epsom Gold Cup or the Ascot Gold Cup, and it's like, you know, he didn't sit in the horse the very first day and just all of a sudden jump over these jumps and not fall off the horse. Of course, he fell off. He fell off more times than he stayed on, but he learned how that horse reacted to a larger jump or how that horse was going to shift to the left. So therefore he had to shift to the right or weight balance and all these different things. He didn't just jump on and ride the glory in his, in his first run. And the same thing happens in business mm-hmm. because you've got to learn these things. You've got to put down some capital. You've got to put that out. And you know what? The first, as we always talk about the first thing that you put it will likely be your worst because you're an amateur. You're a novice. You've got to learn these things. But whenever you've spoken with people, you've actually learned what they learned, right? So your likelihood of success is a hell of a lot higher than theirs was at the at the very start. So you're yeah. already giving yourself a leg up. Whenever it's like the boxer or the jockey, they don't. They're not creating the sport of boxing. They went down to somebody who's a boxer who had gone and taken more punches to the face or jumped over more hurdles on a Mm -hmm. a horse, and they learn from them. This is how it's done. It's done throughout not only business, but also throughout life.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, though, because I think Mayweather as well, when he he first was, I think he was qualifying for the U.S. team or was on the U.S. team or something like that as a young boxer, and I'm pretty sure he lost... uh, a major kind of bout, So he wasn't a professional because he didn't, I don't think he lost any, he lost no professional fights, right? So I think it was when he was an amateur or yeah, whatever, he lost yeah. some big fight and it taught him a really big lesson, you know? And he, he brought that lesson through the rest of his career. And I think that that's an, it's an interesting thing because everyone's focused on losing all the time. Why is that like, you know what I mean? Like, why are you so focused on how much money you're going to lose? The fact that something's not going to work Why do people not embrace the fact that it's got a higher likelihood of it actually working than not working? Like, why is the failure rate considered to be so much higher than the success rate? That's just something I always am enthralled with. And I I think the reason for it is most people are going in totally blind. They're not investing in any help. They're not actually executing like a pre-proven process. They're just kind of making it up. And they're learning through trial and error, which costs a shit ton of money doesn't make any sense. And to me, I just, I just, I can't believe that people know they're going to die one day, yet they're holding on to money and they're holding on to the idea of failure more tightly than the fact that you're not gonna be here forever, so who cares, in a way. Now, I don't mean who cares, like, oh, nothing matters. But more so, like, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, that's a bigger, scarier thing than just losing a couple of grand on a product. But again, why not think of the other way and go? Well, my chances of succeeding are actually as good, if not better, than my chances of failure, because I'm learning from someone who knows what they're talking about, and I'm taking my time choosing my products. You know, why? Why is it? Why does everybody default to losing straight away? Is my question.
1: I think it's because people hate winners. Yeah, I know that sounds very simplistic. I don't explain it, but. I do, I do think that there's something in that because whenever you're not a winner, right? And if you're wanting, you have that dream in inverted commas of starting your own, your own business and becoming a winner, well, then you're not a winner at that point. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times that we look in society, right? It's like, even whenever we're trying to, we're trying to breach the gap, Right. Now, if we're even talking about business, we are in the 10% of people, right? Go on to any, any website, any statistical website, you will see that, you know, 10% is around the, the figure in most countries where they've got self-employed people or people who have their own business. And some of those people I, I've written about before and I'm not knocking them. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But what they've done is they've almost created a job for themselves. But it's a much more secure job. And it's mostly around the trade sort of area. So we could maybe just uh, sort of not not include them uh, in, that, in that figure. But there's people that are moving towards being a business owner. And the other 90% of people in society don't like you. Right? We see it. All the time, we see it whenever it comes in terms of something that the government's doing, yeah. uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be taxation. And people say, "Well, they'll just have to find the money, and they'll just have to do this, and they'll just have to do that." That money comes from that ten percent. They'll say, "Tax the rich, take money from the rich, take money from the successful." So there is an inherent thing out there that ninety percent of society doesn't doesn't like you, and you have likely been attached to that because you've heard it from people you've heard people talk about successful businessmen and business women you know, and they they'll generally use the terms uh you know of like you know whenever it's a it's a guy a uh, business guy you know he's a he's an asshole right or if it's a if it's a business woman she's a bitch right or she's a ball breaker we've all yeah. heard these terms before this yeah. is what society thinks so it is clear that there is something there that you've got that inside the back of your mind and you need to shift that, right? You literally, you've got to shift that because if you're going to go into business, then we're going to become winners. That's that's where we've got to be. We've got to be in the winner's enclosure and there's less in the winner's enclosure than there is in the loser's enclosure. Yeah. And there's almost this thing, Steve, where it's like there's some nobility in losing and yeah. I don't know where that comes from but there is a nobility in, in losing. Well, and it's, I don't know. it's the
0: misery loves company, right? And like, yeah. well, we're all losers together, right? And I don't mean losers in the sense of are well, you're a loser if you're not in a business. I don't mean that. I mean, there's plenty of people who should never start a business and actually would be much happier not doing it. But at the same time, you're listening to this today because you're looking for something more. You're looking to get out of where you are and go to where you want to be. And my thing that I'm going to say, and I'm going to ask Rob his opinion before we do finish up today. My thing is this, remind yourself you're going to die, all right? Steve Jobs talked about it a lot and it was the best way to learn how to live. I do believe the same thing to be true uh, for you right now. If you're fearing things, and I know I've been there. I had so much fear about putting an order down. Just reminding myself that it's not going to matter 20 years from now is massive. However, what will matter is if you keep saying no to that thing inside you that is telling you to get something operational because you hate that job and you've got to get out. You can't see yourself being there your whole life. If you're robbing yourself of a better life because you've got some stupid fear in your head, you've got to root that out. And what I'm going to ask you, Rob, just to finish up the show today, is I think a lot of people would like to hear this from you specifically, is like when you – if you've ever had a fear and you've had a lot of tough stuff that's happened in your life in business and, and beyond too, but like what do you remind yourself when you have that sense of fear or uncertainty how do you how do you go how do you plow through that? what's your strategy in your mind or what you do
1: yeah it's um it's a very good question, and there's I think there's part of it definitely comes from family especially from the likes of my mum were who unfortunately no longer with us but she had this thing of and I guess it's that fun it's that enjoyment it's that being able to do things that maybe whenever she was a kid that her mum and dad uh, couldn't do and they couldn't do. and. I look at sort of where we are in the, in the world today and we've never had it better, right? We've never had it better. And uh, the things that, that we can do and the things that we can provide for, for our families by taking the next step is absolutely off the chart, right? So it's almost mm-hmm. taking that, that onus away from ourselves, kind of like stop doing it for, for ourselves, but we get that by default do it for the next person down and start to think about that. Cause you talk about, you know, uh, like, you know, think about that thing of like, you're going to die. Right. And mm-hmm. that's, that's like mortality or whatever. And whenever you think about that, well then you're going to have to hand, you're going to have to hand that down. And I always sort of think along the lines of what's the worst that could happen. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I'm going to go into this business. What's the worst that could happen. It's going to fail. So what? I'm gonna have a bit of fun trying. I'm gonna give it my all. And what's the worst that could happen? Because it's that risk versus reward. And the more you put into it, the more you'll get back out of it. Yeah. And every time whenever you turn around and say, look, if I go and I buy a product or I get involved in a business and it doesn't work, I'll have learned something, right? I'll definitely have learned something. And almost taking that worst case scenario, I quite like looking at the worst case scenario, whether that's you know, profitability that we go through, Steve, on numbers and different things. Look at that worst case scenario. If you think there's gonna be a cost of 100, make it 200. right? Because then, whenever it only is 100, it's a win. right? Whenever you think about bringing products in, you're gonna sell them online, think about this. I'm not gonna sell any of these in the first two weeks. And then whenever they do start to sell in the first two weeks, it's an up. So you're immediately rewiring your brain to start thinking from the bottom up rather than from the top down. Whenever we have an expectation of something, that expectation is not met. We are on a downward, you know me, I love a good trend line. But we're on a downward trajectory, a downward trend line. Whereas if we turn that around and we say, hey, I expected to sell nothing in my first two weeks. I've just sold three. Yeah. Think of how that changes from, oh, I expected to sell 20 and I've only sold three. The result was exactly the same, but your mindset now is completely different.
0: Yeah, I like that. And I, I think as well, what I would add to that is consistency just beats everything. You know, like I talked about this, I was on a podcast this morning, mm. and I was saying if you did a, let's say you did some kind of promotion in ad in business, doesn't matter what it is, let's say you brought in five grand and he did that every single week for the year so it's 250 let's just call it around for the year right And uh, just let's just call it as a number it doesn't matter if it's profit revenue whatever just it's a number of 250 but then someone might look at that and be like oh it wasn't very good i wanted to do like 20 and then they don't do the promotion weekly anymore and they do it every month or every few weeks or whatever so maybe every month so all of a sudden you know there's, 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 or every every few, probably every few months. Really, the way people would be. Oh, I didn't rework it that well. Do you know? Like at the end of the day, you're actually better off doing that regular, frequent promotion than you are every couple of months doing a promotion that brings in twenty grand. Because over the year, it's not going to work out as well, right? Because you're just too sporadic. Uh, and so, so that would be one thing of the consistency, right? I mean, the 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 principle is just that consistent behavior. But also like if you're consistently on the other side, stopping yourself all the time, you literally go nowhere. And so you look back three years from now, like I've done with certain projects in the past where I went down a line with something and I didn't keep it up. I didn't stay consistent. And then I always realized if I had kept going, where would I be right now? And I think the reason a lot of people don't do that is because they're afraid other people are going to see them fail and they're going to be like, you're a failure now. Your status is lower. But here's the thing, everyone. No one even knows you're going to run a business on Amazon. No one cares either though. That's the real thing. You think your status has gone down. No one even cares. I post stuff on my social media all the time and a tiny percentage of people see it because that's just how the world is like. People are busy with their own stuff. So yeah, there's a lot there. I think really we can come away from the show just saying, look, there's nothing to be scared of. Fear is pointless. Okay, sometimes you'll feel the fear, but as the book says, Feel the fear, but just do it anyway. so. what's the alternative?
1: You know, people talk about success leaving clues, right? And then they don't have the alternative to that because nobody really talks about it. But failure actually makes perfection. Every time that you have a failure, you can go and perfect it. Whenever you go out the first thing and you have immediate success with it, it's hard to actually find how to perfect it even more. It's harder. Whereas whenever you have that failure of you, maybe you're, you're, you're doing a promotion or you're doing something like that and it doesn't work out, but then you can analyze it and you can see, well, where did I go wrong? And there might be a number of different areas that you went wrong and then you fix them. And then the next time you have more success, but it might still be a failure. And then over the the, the hurdles, the, the hard back, you make this more, perf- this more perfect way, this more perfect, perfected way and you educate yourself you learn you build knowledge and all of a sudden then each time you're launching a promotion or you're launching a product you have a blueprint now the blueprint was found from failure
0: yeah i totally agree well i think on that note that's good to finish up for today i i've enjoyed this what do you think of this episode i enjoyed it what do you think
1: i thought it was great i thought it was super i really enjoyed uh, chatting and you know we'll uh, We'll certainly chat some more. This is obviously episode 27. So I look forward to episode 13. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, that's it, everyone. Thanks all for listening. Uh, make sure if you're not part of our world, go over to marketplacesuperheroes.com. and get some free training. And if you are part of our world, great. Make sure you leave a comment in our members group. Let us know what you thought of today's episode. And again, also remember that there's lots of things we can do to help you on your journey to become successful. One of the best things you can look at doing is get our team's help and our support in growing your business. So again, lots of places you can get help and support from us. If you have any questions at all, you can go to support at superheroes.com, Send us an email and let us know how we As always, thanks for listening and thanks for watching our YouTube channel as well as I'm sure you're over there also. If you're not, go over there and watch some more free videos. With that said, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.